Sort of the bench mob podcast. We got the big three tonight out of the big four. One of our members, Miles, is out celebrating his pop's birthday. Shout out to Mr. Davenport turning the big 6-0, not looking a day older than 35. So shout out to Mr. Davenport. We got CJ Moneybags with us tonight. How you doing? Good man. You already know what's up. In there. You know, we uh Nice long weekend that was rejuvenating, relaxing. We had some crappy weather, so you know I just stayed at the crib and chilled. Greg, Mr. Hot Takes, Money Bags, you have the Nets into the second round. I think I could guess how you're feeling tonight, but let the people know how you're feeling tonight. <laughs> so regular, bro. This is this, I expect the Nets to win these series. I expect the Nets to get out the East. This is not the prize. The prize is the finals, getting there and seeing what happens from there. Let's, let's see, bro. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see LeBron going to attack more tonight. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right? Otherwise, life is good, though. I got, I got the, the Neon Mingo merch on right now. So I know y'all see it. motivated. Shout out. Shout out to my guy, Neon. Uh, we got a little shooting workout in over the weekend. Uh, over at Lifetime. He was, he was good. He, he, he was running for real. So, um, nah, man, I'm excited to work with him and all that. Facts. Shout out to Shooter Shoot. Well, we got to start off the show. We just had, you know, a show talking about mental health. Um, we got some good responses from it, uh, good interaction, people sharing what they go through, how they handle things. Naomi Osaka decided to withdraw from the French Open because she was basically forced. She told them before the tournament even started that she would not speak to the press in order to protect her mental health. She said, and I quote, she gets huge waves of anxiety before she speaks to the world's media. Should sports world, should the sports world try to accommodate some players when it talks about their mental health? Absolutely. And for, for Naomi Osaka to, to come out and, and be vulnerable, right, and to, to share that with the world, like, kudos to her. Like, we commend her for that, right? But this just goes to show you, like, sports in general, right, and, and businesses and organizations, they don't care what you're going through, man. They really don't. They there to get their bread. They there to, you know, have you earn them money. And, and that's about it. Like, this is a 23-year-old that we're talking about. This isn't, you know, someone that's 45, and the situation wouldn't be any different if she was 45 or 23. But at the same time, like, she's still trying to navigate life. Like, she is a, a new adult. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's a knocker at all, but, like, you know, she, she's dealing with the real stuff, and she, she's figuring out herself, and, and she's being vulnerable and telling you, hey, this is what triggers me. This is what you know, gives me all this anxiety. I don't want to be put in that situation. 
and then you're gonna sit up here and find her fifteen thousand dollars and when, when she's trying to tell you like hey i can't be put in this situation or this is how i'm gonna react this is how i'm gonna feel it's not gonna be good for my mental health that just goes to show you that you know they're they're not looking out for the best interest of, of their players which is extremely sad um you know we talked about how mental health can can consume you and in the feelings uh, excuse me how the feelings of anxiety and things like that can consume you and and for you to be vulnerable and being able to to share um you know what your triggers are and whatnot and to have your employer and and the organization that uh in the industry that you're in not take that seriously is extremely disappointing right what do you think could be done in the sports world to help out players like we seen Kyrie talk about it all season. We've seen other players speak up. We've seen the support she's getting from Venus, Serena Williams. A lot of players are speaking up to support her. What do you think could be done? Like what changes should be done to accommodate players? Like mental health is actually something serious that obviously isn't always valued by the sports world. I mean, this is a, this is a it's, to answer your question, I. I mean, they got to start allowing space for these people to feel, feel how they feel, right? Because mental health is it, it, how you feel. It really depends on how you feel day to day, right? It's all it, not every day is the same. You're not going to feel the same way every single day. Um, so you kind of allow people that space to be able to have to make decisions like, yo, like I'm not going to be media today because I, I don't want to be in a bunch, a bunch of a front of a bunch of a, in a bunch of cameras right now. I'm not trying to do that. So. Um, it, yeah, a lot of fat space, and I know that you know there's obligations that professional athletes have, and it's in their contracts, and it's written up, and things like that. But there's got to be clauses in the contracts where that they're allowed to step away, and it's not that crazy, it's not that hard. Like, look, no, no one. There are days where you where everyone wake up and they don't play like what they got to go do that day. It's just a part of life, you know what I mean? And it's not out of laziness; it's just out of everyone goes through mood swings, like Kyrie said. You know, everybody give Kyrie a hard time. It's true. Everybody goes through mood swings. You know, not every day going to be the same. Not every day going to be sunshine and rainbow. They got a lot for that space in the contracts and a lot of these guys out. That way they're not getting fined every time they have something pop up. That's the reality of it. But this is also bigger than sports, too. I mean, this is the thing they're going to have to address in the workplace, too. And you see workplace is starting to address it. I think Chris is right, though. I think you're absolutely right, bro. Like, um, a lot of these companies, a lot of these big corporations don't care, right? They don't care, and they, they try to make this brand. At the end of the day, the bottom line is money. It's 100% true, but I think they also understand that men- as mental health becomes a bigger and bigger, bigger issue in America, in, in the culture of just the world overall, they're going to have to start to start to take care of people and make sure they're putting things in place so people don't feel like, you know, like they can't, they can't, they can't tell that people how they feel and they got to pin these things in because they don't want to be held liable at the end of the day. That's the bottom line. You don't want to be held liable for someone doing something crazy, right? So, it's it's a tough topic, topic, but she she did an amazing thing and sacrificed some bread. She knew that she knew that fine was coming, best believe. Um, for that issue, that's commendable. So I mean, I, I kind of uh, yeah, I love what you said about making sure there's clauses in the contracts to to make sure that you know there's wiggle room. Like, hey, if you're not feeling a certain type of way, if you if your mental is not right, like you're able to get out of that. I love that. Yeah, I think it's something that's extremely terrible though with the French open because they basically forced her hand and yeah. it was, a she didn't have a choice. It was either you're going to do this media obligation or you're going to withdraw. So for me, I think it's complete is bull to then now for them to come out and say, we support her and we hope she gets right. better. 
he told y'all from rip it wasn't i wasn't mentally in the space to do so i had to then not me but she had to then write a whole soliloquy on instagram explaining exactly what she went through exactly what mental health issues she was going through she shouldn't have to say anything she shouldn't have to describe i'm going through this exactly and it's been happening since this time for y'all to take it serious so that apology that support isn't true and i think the issue that we see across the board we were talking specifically sports but across the board in our world mental health is taken so lightly because it's invisible it's not something that they could see it's not something that they could quantify it's not something that they could be like oh we see that actually this is happening. Like somebody has maternity leave or you're pregnant. So we can see that's actually the case. Jobs, sports, organizations are really concerned about their bottom line. Yep. We don't see where the mental health is affecting you. And honestly, we don't care. You say you're going through depression, so what? Do what you're supposed to do. I'm paying you to do this. What they don't realize, if their employees, if their athletes are not in good mental space, you're not going to have a good product out there regardless. Yep. That's hurting your bottom line. But we'll see what changes could be done. I agree completely with Greg. Chris, there needs to be clauses. Contracts need to be changed. They have all these different clauses like, hey, if you hit 50 points, you get an extra $200,000. We see all these different clauses every year. Oh, yeah, this person was 50, 40, 90. They got an extra 100,000. It needs to be in the contract also. Hey, you have some days where you don't have to talk to the media. Maybe we find out a different way. Maybe, they, hey, we go on Instagram, we write a post. Maybe they go on Instagram live. Something else needs to happen for the players, for the athletes. And the workplace, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. I don't think we could tackle all this in one night. We're just talking about Naomi Osaka. Real, real quick before you transition too, like there's a difference, and I think this is important. There's a difference between, like, if we're strictly talking about post game press conferences, right, and in, in answering questions to the media, I understand that aspect of it because I was in the media, right. Um, I understand that these questions need to get answered based on performance and whatnot like that. But if, you know, having cameras and all those bright lights in your face is something that triggers you, there's still a way to go that, you know, those questions can get answered and go about it so that the reporters still get what they want um, without Naomi Osaka feeling like, you know, those triggers are giving her anxiety because again, she's facing those bright lights and whatnot. I'm sure it's not the questions about her performance that are triggering her and getting her anxiety. So, I mean, you know, she can go in a different room where, you know, they set up a Zoom meeting, right? And she's answering those questions in a different type of way. Like, but the way they handled this situation was <laughs> absolutely horrible. Absolutely trash. Um, we, we can see what their real concern is, is about the money for them. That's all it was a concern. Um, I mean, what's the difference between Kyrie doing what he did and Naomi Osaka doing what she did? But not when Kyrie doesn't talk to the media and it becomes a big deal, it's all blown up, right? Like what? And he's and he says there's you know he said he talks about mood swings he talks about mental health you know those things what's different is just that Naomi Osaka is more likable than Kyrie like I don't I don't understand you know what I mean like, I think that's gonna be I, I think that's what it is you hit the nail on the head people 
are not that much of a fan of Kyrie. And mm-hmm. we, we definitely going to talk about it later in the show. But if you had to put both athletes next to each other and you did a poll, most would say Naomi is more likable than Kyrie, unfortunately. And, and to add to that, I think the, the way she goes about it as compared to how Kyrie goes about it, she addresses it on the front end, right? She let her, you know, the, the tournament, the organization know like, hey, this is how I feel. I'm not going to partake in this. Whereas, you know, Kyrie does it after the fact um, or just, you know, skips it or whatever the case may be. Regardless, both both, both are valid for, for their reasons of not wanting to do it. Mental health trumps everything, so. Yeah, transition in. Lakers on tonight. AD is out. Chris said it, you know, before we started. He doesn't think the Lakers will be able to get out the series. He doesn't think they'll win tonight. Real quick, with AD being out, how concerned should Lakers fans be? I mean, shoot, they down by eight right now in the fourth and the first. <laughs> right. should, be some, should be some level of, of natural concern, fine, sure, but I – Yo, this is this is why Bron came. It's nothing new. Bron has, has done this before. I know everyone likes to play their age card and say he's older and all that stuff and blah blah blah. Yo, at the end of the day, bro, like this is what he's here for. This is what he's done his entire career. He's taken teams that don't belong at certain heights, certain positions. They don't belong in the playoffs, and he's brought them there. He took teams to the finals. Come on, now he took the Cavs at 21 years old to the NBA to the NBA finals, bro. Like in 07, like that team was terrible. Donnell Marshall. I don't know how to remind people who was on that roster, bro. It was a bad roster. Okay. So this is this is what Ron does. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying into aging. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. That the injury was not tied to his age. The freak, it was a freak injury. A guy jumped at his leg. It was a dirty play. It is what it is. It happened to him. But he's gonna he's I, I'm betting on Bron. I'm sorry. I'm betting on Bron until Bron disproves me wrong. I'm sorry. I understand. Like there's no reason. Get a chance to freak out. I, I'm certainly not freaked out. I understand that if Bron goes out in this series, that is horrible for the NBA. It's not. It's horrible for the NBA. And don't let nobody tell you different. It is a bad thing for basketball if Bron were to go out in this series and they don't see they don't move on. They need to win this series. It is better for basketball if Bron is in the next round. The round of that. And I'm not saying they went to the fix the series. I'm not saying nothing like that. The integrity game is not going to be questioned. Just believe, like you're gonna see some, you're gonna see some stuff here. Like, Lakers way down the stretch of these games. All right, I just, I just look. They weren't gonna let Michael Jordan lose in the first round when he was tenured in the NBA. Sorry, okay. It just isn't good for the game. It's not. No, ain't nobody wanna watch the book in the finals, bro. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Nobody wanna watch the Suns in the finals. No one. Okay, it's just better. So, I, I fully expect Bron to show up big. I expect a big performance. Um, I expect 30 plus tonight. Uh, also triple double and same thing for the next game. I think the, I think they're gonna win in six. I think there is some major concern though. Um, when eighty, if and when he comes back, because let's say they get out this first series, which they LeBron without AD, they might be able to get out the series. Uh, when you look at the stats all year, the plus and minus, the Lakers are actually in a positive when AD isn't on the court. When AD is on the court, but LeBron isn't there, they're in a negative. I think we all can agree LeBron is obviously the bigger piece and the more important and the more valuable piece to the Lakers. He makes the engine go. 
I just think if they're able to get to the finals and AD isn't healthy, AD isn't playing like the superstar that most think he is, put him, if he's not playing like that top five player, it doesn't matter. They can get out this first round, but they're not going to win. This is all on AD's head. So there is some major concern in that regard. If AD isn't healthy and if AD isn't playing back to a game two game, game three, where he had back-to-back 34-point games, you forget it. They'll get out the first round, but that'll be it. What are they saying about the timeline of his injury? It's a groin injury, so that's that's, that's where I say it's a major concern because groin injury could be anywhere from a week, two weeks to a month. You talking about he out for three, four weeks in the playoffs? Yeah, forget that. By the time he come back, now we having that conversation. All right, AD's got to get back into shape, and AD's got to get back into rhythm. Mm-hmm. Is I think is 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 as a Lakers fan, this not this might not be the year that they win. Huh? This yeah. might not be the year. Big picture stuff. Yes, AD needs to be back for the championship, but like. You also got to think about it this way, too, if you're a Lakers fan. Yo, this, this, is the, this is the hardest series the Lakers are going to play in in the playoffs outside of the NBA Finals. The Suns are legit. The second best team in the West behind the Lakers, I thought, oh, yeah, we're the Suns. I didn't think it was the Clippers. I didn't think it was Dallas. I didn't think it was any of those other teams. I, I thought that it was the Suns. The Suns are a complete basketball team. They got Chris Paul, veteran leadership. They got D-Book, a rising superstar. Galvin, you just put the ball, the basket up. That team is talented. They're a very good basketball team. So you're not going to see a tougher matchup than that. I don't think the Clippers are better than them. The Clippers are not hard play. I, I really don't. Every other team can be exploited. The, the Denver Nuggets backcourt is horrible. They try, they're starting Composo. No offense to Composo. He's just not an NBA starter. This isn't. Like, there's a problem with all these other NBA other teams they're going to see. The Utah Jazz, well, they're the Utah Jazz. Like, there are a lot of problems with these other teams. And, like, and I'm, I'm, I'm being funny, but, like, they're relying on Jordan Clarkson in big minutes, and that's, that's concerning. If you're, if you're a Jazz fan, but every other team has they have rules, and they, they start really going bare, and he can't be he can't guard in the perimeter. You can get him in one five flat and then pick and rolls. Like there's uh, there's ways you can exploit other teams. This was the best team they were gonna see. It was the best team they were gonna see in the Western Conference. So you're seeing them now. You get through the series, you're better for it, and you're you're battle tested. Next series you play, you'll be sharp. You just gotta hope that a these injuries is one of those week to two week long injuries where he can come back sooner rather than later. I think Bron can hold the load down as long as AD can come back healthy. He's gotta hope he can come back healthy and not get hurt again. That's all. And I know that's a lot to ask, but, <laughs> yeah, but you you think you think Bron can hold the fort down with with like well, let's let's say AD is injured. You know, let's say they make it out of this series, right? And the Lakers got holes too, if you think about it. Like they don't got anybody that can score at will besides Bron. Ron has an off night. Like, what? What are you doing? If he has an off series, what are you doing? I think, I think that Bron can hold the fort down for them in in another series too. Like, I think if if AD were going to miss an extended period of time and he couldn't play most of next series, LeBron could play in the series depending on what they play with. I, I really do. And as far as like other, them having holes, yeah, I think the Lakers' biggest hole is that they don't have enough three point shooting. If you want to talk about three point, they don't have three point shooting. That's a problem. Um, I don't think it's so much about another guy going out there and getting his own his own basket per se. Um, I think for them, it's just hey, like where's the where's that perimeter shooting going to come from? Because teams play them for the shot, like they play them to allow them to shoot the basketball. 
that's why our teams play the Lakers. They know, like, if we get to the basket, they don't play close, they don't play stuff. So, they got to make enough threes. I think they should play Tillman Horton Tucker more than they do. I don't know why they don't. I don't know why he's passed to the bench. I don't understand it. I, I think I like – sometimes I like I like his minutes more than I like Dennis Schroeder's minutes. For real. So, I let him play. It's the Lakers. The Lakers have answers. The Lakers are a very complete basketball team. Three point shooting thing is not the end of the world with the way they play defense. Like I'm watching this game right now. They're not playing Lakers defense yet. They haven't ratcheted up the intensity on defense yet. Um, so I would just pump the brakes on the on the Lakers fear, man. I think they'll get out of this, even if it takes seven. I think they'll get out of this series, and I think Brown will hold it down to 80 gets back, and then we'll see. From I think another name to mention before we transition, two names. Kyle Kuzma has to step it up. I don't know if he's so focused on winning. I don't know what's going on with Kyle, but Kyle has not been stepping up the game so far in the series. Um, maybe he needs to dye his hair a different color. We'll see what happens. Sure. Then you speak of three-point shooting. Ben McLemore came in in like nine minutes, for two for three. Yeah. I don't play the guys I can to the ball as much. I know Ben's defense isn't that great, but that's where that. like I get it. He probably isn't doing his job defensively, which is the case. You feel me with um the Lakers? They're big on defense. But if you look at trans transversely, right? You look at that Knicks Hawks series. The Hawks don't play per se lockup defense, but yeah. the Hawks are winning because they got every position can get a bucket. Every single position get a bucket. They're taking They're the exact opposite of the Knicks. The Hawks literally are. Don't do that. Uh, they here to defend themselves. They are though. They know it's one hundred percent true. I picked the Hawks in the I picked the Hawks in six. Um, take back. This is this is this is the issue I see with the Lakers. They don't have enough scoring, and I think Frank Vogel sometimes should take that approach of I just need buckets. I'm going to put my best five scores out there on the floor and get buckets. You know what the other problem is too, though? Devin Booker wants it more than any, let's say besides Braun, than any of the other people that are on the court, I think. I think he's tired of hearing his name, you know, slandered in a way like, yeah, Devin Booker, he's a bucket, he's a bucket, but you know, he'll never win the championship type of thing. I honestly think the way he's playing right now, and and we've seen it, you know, throughout the series, but the way he's playing, like, he's showing he he wants it. Transitioning. They're going to lose tonight just because I just saw J.J. Watt is there, so. I'm looking at them right now. They're <laughs> <laughs> about to lose tonight in the building. Flag on the play segment. Rumor has it Jay-Z is looking to buy the Washington football team, accept or decline. Hey, man, that man is a businessman. A businessman. It'd be cool. I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. It, it'll be cool just because he bought the franchise from Dan Snyder. That'd be the coolest thing about it. You take the team away from Dan Snyder. Well, it's not going to happen. Uh, he, may be, he may get a stake in it, but um, – it's not going to sell. Yeah, yeah that'd be, be cool for that reason alone. That ad, the angle of it. But Colin we see Cap would be in the league 2022. We would see. We would see. I mean, he's better than Fitzpatrick, so. Nah, I mean. Why is it way better? Yo, the thing with uh, Washington, though, I don't think he's going to outright buy the team from Dan Snyder. 
don't know if y'all remember Dan Snyder uh, bought out some of the people that had the state uh, Washington football team. He bought them out. So he's looking to probably sell those same uh, percentage state of the team. So that's where probably Jay-Z will step in and get that part. I don't think he's getting the whole team. Like Dan Snyder, I don't have think has any thoughts or desires to actually sell the team. So majority this- owner or no? I don't think so. Like Dan Snyder bought out like five or six people, but it was a small percentage like of each. So I don't think it's going to be a- He'll be a major owner, but still, maybe we'll have some pool. Next one, Patty Mahomes. He has his eyes set on 20 and 0. He came out and said, the only record I have my eyes set on breaking, which would be new this year, would be going 20 and 0. Y'all think that the Chiefs had any chance of going 20 and 0? No, but it, it, it's it's they're good enough. They're good enough to where they can talk about it. But no, um, you add the games, the injuries you can't you can't account for what's gonna happen. It's just tough. The added games in NFL gets difficult. But if any team can do it, if any quarterback can do it, it would be him. He best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, I'll say that he's the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He's the most gifted quarterback I've ever seen in my life. So, if you want to have the conversation, sure, have that conversation. Sure, you, you mean why not? But. With all with as many games and the wear and tear they're gonna they're gonna put on these guys' body, and if they're the number one seed, you don't have to play for anything that late into the season. There's no way it would make any sense. It, would, it wouldn't make any sense to chase that record. It just wouldn't. I don't see. Plus, on the on the best day, any the, the best team can get got. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, there's gonna be games where you think it's gonna be a walk in the park, and you know the team comes out and punches you right in the mouth, and you find yourself in a dog fight. Yeah, and the other thing, too, you know, they always rest stars at the end of the season. So, if they're at that point, 16, like, I can't see Andy Reid risking I'm going to start Patty Mahomes still the last two weeks. I'm, like you mentioned before, when we talked about the added game, he was like, yo, you might see teams resting their starter the, the last two, three weeks, depending on how they are set up. Like, Kansas right. City, how the team is set up, they might be able to be talking about, yeah, week 14, week 13. We gonna rest our starters all the way through. They only gonna play one series because we got it already locked up. So it's a nice thing to say, you know, it's hopeful. But twenty and zero, I I can't see it happening. Transitioning, we gotta talk about Stomp Game, Kyrie and Stomp Game. Kyrie was caught on video stomping on the logo at midcourt. They call him lucky. KG called him out like it's unacceptable. We all need to be better. And Big Baby also joined in in the comments and Big Baby said you need to do better or it's going to become more than basketball. You know, might end up in violence is his insinuation. He woke up and chose violence. We asked our followers your thoughts on it. Now we're going to talk about it. I'll start off by saying this. I think this is absolutely absurd. <laughs> I don't know why we're making a big deal out of this. Um, maybe he shouldn't have stepped on it. Cool. Fine. That's what you want to say. But nah. Nah. I'm, I'm, I was shocked to see when we sent this to each other. I was looking like, wait, KG said something about this? 
Out of all people, this man, this man said, hey, Mello, your wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about here, KG? He's talking, about, he's talking about crossing lines and he's saying things like that. He's crossed the line a million times. Hypocrisy is crazy. And then life is all about context, yo. Like, life is all about context. It really is. If you take nothing else from this episode, take that. Life is all about context. If if they said that they were making a big deal about this and all that happened that night was that Kyrie, Kyrie stepped on that on that uh, logo, that was it, that would make – it would still be stupid, but it would make a little more sense and be a little more appropriate. I had another fan who came out of came out of pocket again. They threw a bottle at this guy on the way out of the game, and I'm sure he would. They were he was calling him names that we we won't read on the show, right? So I'm sure Kyrie got a bunch of that all all weekend playing in Boston. I'm sure that's all he heard is a bunch of racial slurs. Okay, so this idea that you're gonna prioritize a stupid logo of a franchise that didn't give that much of a damn about you and ship you off for a pack of peanuts, right? Oh well, they got they well, they got a, a motherload in return for you, but they completely exploited your 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 services, right? Like that's ridiculous. This I it's it's this it's this like slave mentality that these guys have to these organizations and these teams. Like you know, they don't care about you, bro. Like they don't care about you. They're not about our, like especially big, big baby Glenn Davis talking right now too. Like it's a it's a joke. It's a, it's, it's it's ridiculous. And, they weren't the only guys saying this kind of stuff. I saw a bunch of other tweets. I saw Jeff Goodman, a, a guy with ESPN, he does a lot of the college basketball writing, saying something very similar, saying, oh, you know, well, the fans shouldn't have thrown the bottle on Kyrie, but Kyrie shouldn't have stepped on the logo, as if to justify or to, or to, to make, draw a comparison between two different things. Like, like there is one. Like, there isn't. Like, Kyrie stepping on the logo. Man, I was stepping on the logo, too. I was stepping on the logo, too. Like, what you mean? Like, all weekend he, he heard what he heard. All weekend he got what he got. There's the, the animosity he has between between him and Celtics fans is is organic. It was it was it was created with time. There, there's not it's not a one sided thing. It's not just that Kyrie said, "Oh, I'm gonna stay and left." There's more to it than that. There's more to it than that. Best believe. So, nah, man. And, and you really got me messed up. You think I'm about to side with some Boston fans on anything? Okay, you probably going to the wrong source if you want the unbiased the, the unbiased take. And you want a pro Boston look here, you're going to the wrong place. But it's no way I'm giving those guys the benefit of the doubt under any circumstances. Kyrie had every right to do what he did. He won the game. How about you guys win? Y'all win the game. Then Kyrie, you know, Kyrie stepping on your logo, it looks looks too good on his part. And we can move on from there. Like we can move on. And, and that's it. So nah, those guys sound ridiculous. It, it's about context here. The fans threw a bottle at him. The fans have been flying out lately. That's what you should be focusing your energy on. KG know damn well that if someone threw a bottle at him, he'd be in the crowd. Because that's what KG, KG really – KG prides himself on being about that. So I'm sure he would he would be in the crowd. So. Hey, Chris, this remind, you know what this reminds me of? Devin Bush. I'm wrong. Hey, you said De- – Devin Bush, Michigan State, robbery? That, but also when T.O. went to midfield and stood on the star, mm. and they got mad about that. And the response to that was – same, similar to what Greg just said. Yo, if I don't score a touchdown, y'all stop from scoring touchdowns, I ain't got to do this. Yep. I regained y'all buckets. The team won. Do you see similarities in this? And do you, do you have an issue with him stepping on Lucky? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, that was going to be my take, too. Like, yo, this isn't even a conversation if Boston makes this a series, right? 
we're we not even talking about this. But but the fact that there was, like Greg said, so much animosity that was built up over time with, with Kyrie in Boston, like, hey, that's, that's built up anger for the, for the way you, you have dismissed him publicly in, in press conferences um, when, when the cameras were on you. Um, that's him going like, hey, F y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm done with y'all for real this time. Like, I left. I came back and beat you. Like, we, we, got, no, we got no ties no more. Like, it's, it's over from here on out. Um, and what I thought you were going to say was this, this reminded me of when, um, that, you know, this is basketball, this, this is sports in general, this is competition, like, when, when did everything get so soft, right, um, and I'm not even talking about the, the after fact where he was, uh, had a, had a water bottle thrown at him, um, we, we can talk about that, I mean, that's, that's a whole separate issue that, that we're not going to talk about right now, but in terms of like competition, like you really gonna complain about someone stepping on the logo, talking about oh that's disrespectful. Like we we've seen more disrespectful stuff, and, and we've seen similar situations, like you said with T.O. standing on the Cowboys logo, with Devin Bush uh, when he played at at Michigan, and when all they, oh, they always played uh, Michigan State when he's sitting there with his cleats ripping up the their logo with his cleats. Like yo, we we've seen this. Like it's just it's competition at the end of the day. If you don't want you know, someone doing that, you know, <laughs> if you don't want someone doing that, shut them up, but shut them up by your play point blank period. Kyrie not doing that. If he lost that game, you not. And that's the other thing too, that I find so interesting with it before we could even close out, like nobody that actually currently plays for Boston said anything. So if Tatum, the leader of that team, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, none of them came out and said anything. I don't even know why this is a story. KG, you don't play for them no more, bro. <laughs> you the know, you know why they didn't play. say anything, though? Because they understand that it is not personal. Well, it's personal for the organization, but they know to them, like, to them, like, they're not taking it personal, like, oh, he did that to me specifically for something I said. He knows, I mean, they, they know it's Kyrie saying, you know, F this organization type thing. And they know it was competition at the end of the day. Yo, you've seen Reggie Miller grab his, his ball in front of Spike Lee's wife and was like, y'all choke. Like, we've seen way worse. Way more disrespectful things. And I think it was more so knowing Kyrie and being that he's more of a deep thinker. That was more of like, a, hey, I'm putting my foot on what this organization stands for. I'm stepping on racism. I'm stepping on the subtle racism, all of the stuff that he mentioned before coming to Boston. So I think it's more along those lines anyhow. But, of course, which is – It has to on a real person. Ex exactly. And I, I would think KG could see that and would be in support of that, not causing division over something – we're talking about, a, a, as you said, a mascot, bro. We're talking about a mascot and not even like – a human was in the mascot. We talking about a mascot on a floor, and we're making this big deal like, "Oh, you better watch what you're doing because that represents all the players that play." Stop. Bill Russell was alive. Bill Russell ain't say nothing. And Bill Russell, like, come on, stop, bro. Yeah, we gotta stop. The hate for Kyrie is so ridiculous, and he's literally become. The, the number one player to hate, like people just be finding things to complain about Kyrie. We're literally talking about 
we're having a segment on the show. We've seen it on multiple shows, first take, all of that, about Kyrie stepping on a mascot on the floor. Really? About racism in Boston sports historically and the racism in the fan base and what that franchise stands for. We don't talk about Danny Ainge. No one talks about Danny Ainge. Coming out and saying he doesn't care about what about the political opinions of, of players, right? He cares more about everyone else's opinion. Uh, you don't care to talk about him publicly backing uh, Republican candidates in the past. And fine, you can you can back whoever you want to back in public, but don't belittle the opinions of players when you know that it's just because it's the only reason why you're doing it because they're not die. And you, in the way he belittled them, was make them sound stupid. So you don't talk about those things, right? Those things only get talked about in real time, in real time. Um, so it, it, it's, they choose they pick and choose what they want to talk about. You want to talk about they they pick the safe topic to talk about. It's safe to talk about Kyrie stepping on a logo and all that BS. When in reality, Boston fan and honestly the issue with the fans all all in all, no matter where it's been, has been primarily about has been primarily based in race and and, and that's where it all starts. And that's, that's where it starts. That's where it finishes. It doesn't matter what city you're in. You don't see black fans doing this. You see white fans doing it. It's just reality. A white fan spat. A white fan thought it was okay to spit on Trey Young. A white fan thought it was okay to call uh, John Morant's dad a boy, right? Or referred him as a boy, a, little, a, a boy, a grown man is a boy. Like, that's what we saw. A white fan thought it was okay to throw a bottle like Kyrie Irving. Like, you know, like, this is this is what we're seeing. Like, it does boil down to race, and, and you want to play it safe? I don't got to play it safe. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not putting no check on the line. Like, it, it's, it's certainly not like that. So make it, make it about what it is, and that's – and that's why KG and, and that's why I said context matters in life and, and everything. Because if you run Davis and you're KG, what do you all what do y'all look like talking about a stupid logo? And y'all see the way fans are acting right now. Future stuff, yo. Big future stuff. And I need to focus on that. It's a knock on their intelligence. It's, they're ignorant. They're ignorant. Is, is, and, and no one should pay them any mind because their names and names. They'll get the headlines and all that stuff. We The real one on out here it's 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 falls down to race the nba has a the world has a race issue and just it's just spilling into sports and that's all you're seeing people think that these guys are there to entertain them they, they're acting as if like we're, we're in the we're in the the jim crow days and and in the blackface days when guys are walking in to see you know black people pages performing for them and crap like that back in slavery and, and things like that like it was all types of crazy stuff people don't know about that was going on back in slavery and it all manifests itself in ways like this that's all. And, and it's been happening forever. Now it's in the palace. Like, people want to make Ronald Tesla at the plug. Like, what, what did you expect, you know, for him to run? What else should you have done than run into that crowd and push that guy dead in his face? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, like, obviously, you you hope that things don't escalate to violence. I'm not promoting violence, but like, at what point is enough enough? The guy throws a drink at you and he feels entitled to do that because he paid for a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's never black. Never black fans. This is the common lot, the common denominator that no one ever talks about. No one's comfortable enough to ever mention it. Never black fans. They got the NBA has an issue with their white fan base. Address your white fan bases in every single city across the USA, and, and maybe you'll have a better experience, you have a better situation on your hands moving forward. But until then, we're going to have to deal with this problem. Speaking of all facts. Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Bench mob, we out. Peace.